Welcome to another episode, Parts Now Known, Season 5, Episode 2. Um, yeah, 2, right? Or 3, I don't really know. I think it's 2. Um, Scotland is what we're talking about today. Not my favorite episode. It is 3? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Korea, Miami, so yeah, this is three. It's just the spacing messed us up. When yeah, we've been here. off for a couple weeks. Yeah. I went on vacation and screwed up the recording schedule. So, uh, yeah, this one's about Scotland. Bourdain really likes Scotland. I've never been to Scotland. I've been to Ireland once, but it wasn't like to Dublin or anything. It was like to Killarney or whatever, which is kind of the South Ireland or whatever. But um, so that's really my only experience in that neighborhood of the UK and whatnot. Um, it's an okay episode. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Glasgow, you know, I would probably Glasgow. go there. What's the um, what Edinburgh? is the other yeah. one i think i would probably go to edinburgh before glasgow because i just i'm not sure that there's a whole lot of stuff to do or see in glasgow considering half of the city is uh kind of you know rough and tumble if you will craig ferguson from glasgow the comedian i think host i feel like i knew that late late show after dave loader now it's james corden which i don't I'm not a fan of his. Craig Ferguson was actually funny. Yeah. James Corden's like, <laughs> like Isn't he just, kind of a dick, though? I, that's what I've heard. That's that what he's I've kind heard of a, kind of an asshole. Kind of a bitch. Yeah. You know, like just a little, a little bitch. I don't know how else to describe it. You <laughs> know did, what I mean, I'm talking about yeah. when I say it. Like, he's just an asshole or like just a guy that's like seems, I think, uh, apparently he's kind of Weasley and like. Yeah, I get that vibe. Yeah. I don't. But like he turns he a smile on for TV, kind of a guy. Yeah, or when he sings in the car that's getting pulled behind the truck. Yeah, people were like, "It's not real." It's like, duh. You guys thought that shit was real? Yeah. <laughs> that does always amaze me. Yeah, be- I got tricked. You know, sometimes I get tricked by that stuff. Yeah. But I would. I also don't comment on message boards and Instagram, as evidenced by the fact that I don't really promote the show. Um, <laughs> I don't do anything on Instagram except send really fucked up memes to a small circle of people. Um, but what else is it for, really? So we start off in this old pub, right? That is where we start. Old college bar, yeah. Founded in 1510. It seemed like nobody even recognized who the fuck he was. Which is kind of cool. He probably loved that. Yeah, honestly. I'm sure. It was just like, oh, I can just sit here and drink. And nobody's like, you're Anthony Bourdain, right? Yeah. Or, or oh, big fit, you know, because I mean, I'm sure like there's I mean, that's kind of the test of like celebrity, right? When people start recognizing you and it's like, how do you treat not the first person that comes up to you, but it's like the 57th person that like, day, that or, day yeah. is like, you know, big fan, blah, 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 blah. You know, do you I would struggle? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's got to be exhausting. I'm people sure are like, yeah, but it's like you have so much money. What's it's like, come on, dude. You, You're still a person. You just have no privacy anymore. What do they? Basically. What does this, this that person say? Uh, there's like some quote. I can't remember who it was, but the ideal comes true. But it's, yes, Shakespeare. <laughs> um, it's a big Instagram guy. It's like if you want to be rich and famous, try being really rich first. Yeah, like that's the way to go. That way you can just have a security. Yeah, team you can just like, move through. Like yeah, you can have whatever you want, but no one like knows who you are and you can just, that's how I would want to do it. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. What is it? Anim, I'm going to fuck up this word. Anonymity, 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 that 
that's it. It's a hard one. Yeah. I had to think about it, especially after you were like, <laughs> I was like I you're like, I'm going to fuck this word up. And you said it. And I was like, oh, God, now I can't fuck it up. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's something that, like, you, I don't know, I would still want to have. I mean, yeah, being recognized, I think, by, like, a wide swath of people has got to be kind of weird. I'm sure, like, at first it's kind of, like, cool. But, I mean, it's super easy to let that, like, go to your head and, like, think. From what I can tell, like, listening to as many podcasts as we do, um, I think the only time it's really cool is when someone you think is really cool and famous right. recognizes you. I think that's like the the thing that probably makes it worth it because you'll hear like celebrities talk about like ah, I got to fucking meet this guy and like yeah. how happy that made them that he like came up to me and he was like like I think Joe Rogan talked about like Chuck Norris like hey Joe like he never met him right like that'd be fucking cool like Chuck fucking Norris knows who I am but um, I guess I could have picked a cooler example than Chuck Norris but. Nah, he's speaking of martial arts. Like, there's yeah, a connection that makes there sense. Stuff. Um, I think the part that would trip me up the most is like getting on a plane. Wow, just fucking up the back. Hey, I gotta, I gotta have that fucking water yeah, or the metal water bottle. Yeah, self-editing this one still. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the part that would mess me up the most would be getting on a plane. And like, all you want to do when you get on a plane is just, like, I just want to get to my seat and I want to be left the fuck alone. Yes, 100%. So I can only imagine what that's like, especially in LA, like where most of these people and they have to fly somewhere else or like even comedians who are pretty recognizable. And it's that even if they're in first class and stuff, it's just like, are you, you know, when you're going down and it's, that's not the time either. Like, no, no, put your shit in keep it moving, but yeah. holding up traffic because I you're think, somebody. Well, I know that there's like separate entrances for really famous people at LAX. Yeah. They don't have to go through this because it just makes a scene. But it doesn't necessarily mean you're on a unless they let you board. That's last. what they do. That's that what, what they, they do? do. I think. I think it's like, and they ha- kind of have your back. Like, let's keep it moving. Like, well, one, they got to get the fucking plane off the ground. So yeah. they they're kind of like, we don't give a fuck. Don't want to fuck up that yeah. on time record. Exactly. So, Denzel but I think they kind of help record. you out. Like they keep you in the lounge. You probably have a separate. I bet there's a separate lounge. In I'm LAX. sure. Like there's. There's like the American Lounge, and then there's like the. I wonder American how famous lounge. you have to be to qualify. Well, like, I know Bert had that, um, but he flies like a shit ton. That's though. why, though. So, that's so yeah, why. Con- key, concierge key, where like they literally drive you. Like if you have a close connection, they pull a car up to the plane, put you in the car, and take you to your next plane. Interesting. Fucking sick. But, but then again, like you talk to someone that flies private, and they're like. I mean, I just drive my own car up to the plane <laughs> and then I just go where I want. Like, I don't have a connection. I wonder what level, man, that'd be really awesome to talk to somebody who's like on the other side of that, like approving the applications for like the celebrity, like terminal or whatever. Yeah. And then just like, you get some requests from some like, you know, D-list celebrity, like some probably like 80s, like rock band person. And you're just like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> Like, what's your qualifier? Are they famous? How much, you know, like, how do you figure out how famous is enough to, like, qualify? Yeah, I don't know. They probably, do you think there's even a formula or is it just yeah, like Yeah, there has to be. They're not letting everybody in there. Like, yeah, I was in this band in the 70s. It's like, I yeah, but nobody's going to recognize you, so who cares? Get on the plane. This might be shooting low, but I would just love to take every flight that I have ever would be first class like that. I'd be happy with that. But then I would do that and then I'd be like, yeah, but I got one flight prior. Like I think it's, I think it just doesn't stop, you know. Like if I was to like two years of flying first class, and I'd be like, oh, like yeah, flying private is super expensive. Yeah, like that's 
like what, like forty five grand, I think at least. I think it depends. There's levels to that too. Yeah, that's true. So, um, anybody's out there working for what is it, NetJets? Let me know. Hit me up. They're hiring recruiters. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you get discounts on like yeah, anything? exactly like airplanes? Do I get a NetJet trip a, a year? Yeah, that that'd be pretty sweet. It's like yeah, one time a year you can fly. Like private. you and four guests can. Like, can I just? Can I just split that into two trips then with two guests? No. They're like, fuck you. Yeah, right. (laughs) You can go fuck yourself. (laughs) We pay you 60 grand. We're not not splitting you up into two trips, you piece of crap. Garbage. What benefits you get for working for like a private jet company? It's nothing. I guarantee you don't get ever get a trip. Maybe after 10 years. Oh, you know, service, and then you get maybe like priority seating at the Columbus Clippers uh, (laughs) because they sponsor like the yeah, like the Jets like home plate thing or whatever. Like, hey, you get to maybe they don't anymore. I don't know. I haven't been there since they reopened this year. But come eat our chicken fingers in the box, (laughs) (laughs) free Sierra Nevada. Oh man. Anyway. Not like it used to be, Ray. I don't know how it used to be, but it's not like that. No, it's not. Not based on my experience. I mean, that's still with COVID and mask regulations and stuff too. But yeah, there's definitely, like I said, in the recap podcast, if you didn't listen to that, go listen to that. But uh, it's definitely, there's a lot of stuff that's being shuffled under the banner of, we can't do that anymore because of COVID. And it's like, yeah, but I think you don't want to do that anymore because it costs you money. Right. You don't want to do the drink card. I wonder or... how much money they've actually lost when you add in all the stimulus and all that. I mean, and all the layoffs. And you know what I mean? Like if we really crunch you... the numbers. Yeah, good luck cuz I'm pretty sure there's probably like seven different sets of books. But yeah, that's This a good is point. the real one. This is the one that we get all the government money from. This yeah. is the one that we tell we should... our shareholders so they This don't... is when we show the unions. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. One now those... you're probably fucking right. You need a forensic accountant probably to go through all that shit just to figure out what's what. The amount of stuff that they're moving around. It's still wild that we bailed the airlines out. Because if even if they go bankrupt, they just roll over to the government, right? I'm pretty sure that's what happens. I don't know how that works. Because we can't not have airlines. Because the whole thing is like if we get into another world war, they the government can take over the airlines in order to transport people and troops and personnel and all that stuff. And that's why also in case like our airports get targeted that, you know, freeways have to be, or interstates have to be so wide so you can land like a plane on them or whatever. They have yeah. to be rated for all that stuff, which I can't even imagine trying to land a plane on the interstate. Just based on some of like, what, like just potholes and shit. Oh, <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? No, just clipping yeah. one of yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. It's like not all our pilots are like Denzel. You know what I mean? Yeah, he went inverted. <laughs> um, Only six people died on that plate. East versus West. I can't remember which was the good side. East? Uh, let me see here. In the t- We're talking about Glasgow, by the way. Um, yeah, we're back to that now. <laughs> which was apparently very violent. Well, it's all stabbings. It's not even like gun violence. They just stab each other. Which I... Th- this is me now. I think I'd rather be shot than stabbed. I mean, stabbing is definitely more painful, but you have a, like, like a greater chance of surviving. There's a lot of people that have been like stabbed multiple times and like lived. Yeah, there's Paul not a lot Pierce of... for prime example. Yeah, 
oh, I just can't imagine like trying to block a knife with your hand and it just slices it up. Oh man. Oh yeah, it's gonna hurt like motherfucker. Um, let's see which side. Well, he does the whole knife fighting thing. The West is affluent. The East is where you grow up hard is what they said. Okay. Because the River Clyde divides North and South, but the bigger divide is the East and West, I guess, basically. Kind of like the rest of Europe, right? You think of Western Europe as like more cosmopolitan. and Pretty much, yeah. And then like Eastern Europe is like hard people. It's gray. Nothing grows but potatoes and radishes. (laughs) Yeah. All those countries kind of mixed in there, the old Soviet. So when you were watching, so, I mean, we kind of go around the town. It's a hard town. Um, is this when he sits down with the police guy or is that at the end? Uh, you know, he said, uh, detective John Karashian. Yeah. So I don't, I didn't do any research on this. I don't know if you did either. Um, but like, how's that working? Is there apparently approaching violence a different way and like thinking of it as a public health issue and not just like locking people up and like continuing the cycle. Um, but I, it sounded like it was a generational thing. So I just wonder like, at what point do we get to look at that and go, hey, that was a good idea. Like, is it 20 more years? I didn't look up any stats, but I can only imagine if it's even half of what it is like in the U.S. that just with coming off COVID, like, it's just exploded. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, that's what it's happened here. Just in Columbus, like, every day there's a different shooting or stabbing or something. I mean, shit, I think last night there was... uh well, no, the Greyhound shooting was bus station was the night before. But then last night there was somewhere down near the YMCA, like there's a nightclub or something. Somebody fired off a couple rounds. I don't think anybody was hit. And there was something in Easton that happened at Pins, apparently, in Easton. Uh, wait, when? Last night, apparently, from what I saw on Reddit, in the Columbus, uh, Columbus subreddit. A shooting? I guess. It sounded like somebody fired off a couple rounds but didn't hit anybody from what I could tell. Um, I don't think it's been reported on like because I thought I heard gunshots. It's apparently yeah, um, but I was like, oh, it's probably fireworks. No, apparently it was a shooting. But like nobody, from what I've seen, the little information I could find on it, nobody was was injured or anything like that. Because I guess they put everybody inside and locked the doors. I don't know. And then people were like, oh, it's like gang related or something. And I was like, I don't know. Is that what we do? I guess I don't know. Is that the move? Like, I'm just want, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like that we could bring like a tactical Again, person. This on is here. all no, no, no. I'm just, from, no, I'm, so. no, I'm saying though, like, is that really what you want to do? Is like barricade yourself if there's guns? I mean, that's like, don't they, you want to create distance? Like, to get the fuck out of there? I think it's you yeah. just want to stay there and so then come through and shoot you. Like, what's the? I think it depends probably on the situation, just because. I mean, in schools, that's what it's barricaded. I'm just saying, if I'm in pins and there's guns going off. And I want to get the fuck out of there. And you're like, you're locked in. I'm going to be like, fuck you. I'm getting out of here. Yeah. And maybe that I mean, makes I, me dumb. But. I get that point. But I think maybe it's because they didn't know maybe exactly what like side of the street or, you know what I mean? Like where it was yeah. coming from. So it's like. But if, I don't like you locking me in. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's pretty big space. So. <laughs> well, <I> mean, <laughs> That's all I got. Would I you want to be trapped? Like if they're, I don't know. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it I just know. when I hear it, I just go, "Ooh, what? What? You're locking me in?" Yeah, so that's. Yeah, I mean, you know, good luck, pins getting business. I mean, they'll probably be fine. Yeah, unless that's like the cops are here and like we're containing the scene, kind of a thing. Yeah, it's already over. And you very limited in. information on the situation that happened. Well, I want you to keep guessing. That's what we do. <laughs> just keep this is America in 2021, all right? 
We don't need facts. We've got opinions. And we can pass them off. As but facts. it's definitely, yeah. The I mean, there's been a lot of like carjackings, apparently. Like car thefts. Like Grand Theft Auto thefts. Like in downtown like just, Columbus. What the fuck's going on? I don't know. Everybody's just kind of attributing it to just things are open back up. So like everybody's just like, well, do we need to get into like, the, uh, what is it? The purge? Like, what are we doing? Do you we know? need to get into the silicone shortage shortage? The what? Ray, 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 Ray. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's uh they can't produce any microchips. There's a microchip shortage. That's what there. If you, there's stories about it of all these cars being built and they don't have the, they can't get the processors. Uh, okay. That's I think why I saw something maybe. They have fields of cars and it's like I know this is minor but like PlayStation and Xbox can't get their consoles out like they released them like 6 months ago and nobody can buy them cuz they can't do that. Cars, anything that has a chip in it is like severely limited um and it's causing like massive amounts of inflation and like people are selling their used cars because there's a used car shortage for more than they bought them for new. I think now, just like with everything else, I'm sure it's like certain models that are desirable, blah, blah, blah. But this is like a thing that's happening. Interesting. And I don't know how, I don't know how this, how big the scale is. Like, is it, you know, three car companies across the country did it as like some kind of stunt or is it, you know, it's happening everywhere. Can I play conspiracy theorist here? Sure. How much of that is bullshit? Like, cause you keep hearing... Like there's a lumber shortage. There's a lumber shortage. There's a raw materials shortage for construction. How much is that them just trying to inflate the cost of goods in order to make up for all the money that they lost over the last year and a half? Well, like you're paying a tax basically. Like, yeah, you're getting taxed to ship because we didn't make any money for a year. Did, do you have an extra aluminum foil for me too? Cause I mean, (laughs) no, I mean, it's all about money. Like you just follow the money. That's what it all comes down to at the end of the day. Yeah. It's money and control. Yeah. The only problem I have, so my counterpoint to that would be like these car companies, they don't care about the used cars. They would want to. Well, they make more money off the used cars. The dealers. I'm talking about the manufacturer. So the manufacturer is going to, they just created shit tons of inventory that's just sitting there. Yeah. They want money. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe not. The lumber thing is interesting. I've heard some people that drive trucks in the lumber industry be like, there ain't no fucking shortage. They're holding that stuff. You know, it's like, but you hear that with everything all the time. And I don't know why every trucker has a Southern accent, but one of the largest industries in the state where I'm from is in fact lumber. So um, maybe that's why I attribute that, but I don't know, Ray. I mean, maybe we should do some research. Because, like I said, I mean, I've seen a couple news stories and like two or three TikToks. So that makes me a fucking expert. <laughs> you understand? No, I mean, I, I've seen the the lumber thing, and it's basically, from what I can tell, they're contributing it all to manufacturing shortage of lumber because of COVID for everything being shut down and where the lumber comes from and all those places, those workers weren't working. Then they also kind of tie it into the whole canal thing with that ship block and everything. And that basically plugged up um, shipping and distribution for a while and backed everything up and then demand and they're all like, and then they're all contributing to apartment demand and construction demand for all these apartments that are being built in all these cities. Cause everybody's moving all these cities and stuff like that. Even though I thought everybody was leaving um, some of the big cities, but um, 
yeah, because I keep saying like Columbus is a, has a housing shortage, and I'm just like, you guys keep saying that, but I was like, I don't. I mean, my building here, we're on our little corner here. There's only. Well, this doesn't count as housing, though, right? That you're talking about. No, it does. I mean, estate. they keep they keep building new apartment complexes and stuff downtown, and they're like, yeah. I forget. I think the number from, if I remember the article correctly, is like they need to build. I want to say it's like we need like three hundred thousand new units. Is like what we're behind or something like that. All right. So okay, is that because people are moving here? Like, because didn't you read all these statistics about? The birth rate is going down. Mm-hmm. Like, so where are all these people coming from, dude? I guess they're coming from other cities because Columbus has a bunch of jobs. All right. Um, and you know we have some tech I want companies. Some and really stuff, smart but... person to be listing this and just tell us how fucking dumb we are. <laughs> yeah. Like, and we'll have you on the podcast. And then you just come on and go. You guys are totally fucked. Um, <laughs> this is what's going on. It's really cute. You think that, but like, here's the deal. And we're like, oh, okay, because I don't like. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, there's a lot of things going on right now that don't make sense to me. Yeah. I just, re- I just while you were talking, which I shouldn't do this, bad co-host, but I was looking up the thing about the chip shortage. So, apparently, used car prices, like, month to month, year to year, don't really, they're kind of steady. Mm-hmm. In the last 12 months, they've risen 17% because of this chip shortage. And apparently... The Tesla Model S is the only car that's gone down. Hmm. The only used vehicle that has actually depreciated. Everything else is a pre... Something's fucked. And we (laughs) knew this. We knew shit was fucked. Like, during COVID, we talked about, like, what's going to happen. Like, we're seeing weird stuff happen, but it's everybody just seems like everything's okay. Yeah. Because I think everybody's still focused on, like, things opening back up and stuff or they're not really paying attention. I think more people are starting to pay attention to, to these other weird things that are going on, but I don't think there's a whole lot of like, there's not a whole lot of regular widespread media coverage maybe on it. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't really watch the news. I just, maybe it's of, not exciting enough. You know, maybe. there's no fear in it. No unless you're like, well, I was going to say they're like, Soon you won't even be able to buy a car. Like, you know, like that's what it'll get to. It'll get to get to that level. I wonder what my car's worth. It's not in the mine. We have sedans. Nobody wants those fucking things. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we're fucked. Should have brought a sports car. Tell everybody how big your dick is, you know? <laughs> um, JK. Sports cars are cool. Not practical for Ohio. So then I wrote down, this is a hard So Apparently we're still talking about, uh, Glasgow here, the knife fighting thing. That's what I wanted to get to. And then we got sidetracked, which is fine. Um, yeah. Cause we kind of need that today. Cause the episode was a little bit of a snoozer. Yeah. It just wasn't the best episode. It was just kind of like, okay. Um, filler season filler episode. But did you think that was real knife defense stuff? Like, cause there's a lot of fuckery that goes on with tactics and self-defense and like, I trusted the guy. This might sound fucked up because his eye was all wonky. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It, it like <laughs> following, but yeah. yeah, like it just, I was like, ah, oh, like he probably like, I'm sure that got knocked loose in a fight, you know? <laughs> well, he was like a security. Wasn't he like a bouncer? Yeah. That's what like I mean. That? Like, do you think he's like, unless that's just like a, his eye for the forever, but I put it to like, Oh, this guy's been in some fucking knife fights. Somebody hit him with a brick or something. Yeah. Yeah. 
and like his eye just went like you know <laughs> got knocked to the side um i don't know i mean it's tough because that whole scene is like it all kind of makes sense what he's saying but then it's like he's like super i feel like fidgety and aggressive and then poor dane's just kind of like being like pulled around you know what i mean that's the thing like it's and that's what i did so know. it's like well is that like can, can we get a demonstration with like somebody equally on your level that's like trying to attack you like somebody that's attacked people before and not the tv host who's like yeah show me what oh oh, oh okay yeah uh, oh quit hitting yourself quit hitting your, you know what yeah. I mean? he's all like noodle armed and stuff so that was my point i just didn't know like i'm sure it is legit he's more legit than some but like i may have sent you some of these but there's this guy in detroit and it's uh i think it's called dust it's like detroit urban survival training and it's this guy. Are those the dudes that have the boat? Oh, I don't know. There's a boat? There's like, there's some security company in Detroit. Hold on. There was. All right. I can't remember. I'm what so excited. I'm so excited what, this guy has a boat. I can't remember what I saw it on. But yeah, they have some sort of name. They're like all black. Like it basically looks like, you know, SWAT team gear. And they had a boat and they were going around and they were basically, um, they were essentially supplementing the police because the police department was so low with the amount of people that they had and, and the amount of land that they could cover where you get into the suburbs and stuff. And it was basically like, uh, um, what's the, the fucking angels people from the eighties. Oh, uh, guardian angels. Yeah. But yeah. if you basically like really militarized them and gave them like SWAT and tactical gear, and they had like a boat. I can't remember what show I saw this on. So this, I'll send you this Instagram because it's pretty like people that really know how to do this shit make fun of it so hard, like relentlessly. <laughs> but there's a really famous video of this guy, um, and he he has on like a uh, he's got this little Bluetooth headset, which like and, and like fingerless gloves. And I think that's the guy. It could be. They had like a, they have like a. Just flat black like speedboat. He probably did. I mean, he's a snake oil salesman, but like he, it's like takes you point two seconds to pull the trigger. It only takes point one to move your head, and he like just <laughs> he, he he literally just moves his head out of the way of the gun, and you're like, dude, you're gonna get shot. <laughs> and there's like someone made a parody video of where he does that, and then he wakes up in heaven, and he's like. Uh, uh, like, that's what would happen. Yeah, it also only takes one time for you to be too slow, and then it's game over. Yeah, but it's like the other part is like, oh, what if the guy moves the gun with your head? And you go, <laughs> like it, he does this. It's so dumb. But that's that's why I brought that up. Is like that guy seemed way more, more legit than this guy. <laughs> he's got first of all, his eyes are straight ahead, and he's got a Bluetooth headset. And I also think it's weird when like like I'm. I'm not in shape, right? But I also don't dress in tactical gear. And if you saw me out, like as a fat person, wearing like really tactical shit, being all tactical, you'd be like, hey, man, let's calm it down. Why don't we get you like an Under Armour, some shorts, <laughs> and like you hit the gym for six months, and then you can put on the plate carrier. Maybe you should just walk around in tactical gear and just see what happens. <laughs> like, like people just stop fucking with you. Yeah. Like you can just walk wherever you want in the city because you got tactical gear on. Like it's basically like, but it wouldn't look right too. That's the problem. I don't know. Like I'm not like crazy obese, but I'm definitely not in shape. You know, like I, I would look so dumb. They'd be like, "Is that like 
is this like a make a wish? Like, where's uh, is he gonna dress up as SWAT team today? <laughs> well, you just got to get the baggy pants, so then they just kind of flow out, so then it kind of evens up with the line, like from like the mm. bulletproof vest down, so it all yeah. like kind of looks linear. You know, That's that right. way you can't just have it like curve out and then in, and then you got these tiny little yeah. legs. And I'd, like, I'd obviously have a leg holster for my pistol. You yeah, know, just cool shit. Uh, this is open carry state, brother. Um, <laughs> anyway, I don't know what any of this has to do with Glasgow, but it's fun to talk about. We're talking about knife fighting. Yeah. Um, what's the restaurant they went to? The oysters looked amazing. Not that I see a lot of bad looking oysters. They kind of, I mean, for the most part, they look the same. Right? Well, after he talks to the cop, they go to that mother India place. Because apparently, like, to get good outside of India, to get good India food, Indian food, you're basically supposed to go to London, like, somewhere in the UK. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, cuz they that looked pretty good. Um, I didn't write The oysters, the Scottish oysters, Reganos, Reganos. It's like that old school restaurant, there's fried goat cheese balls, Scottish oysters, pan-fried brill, lobster thermidor. Have you ever had that? Lobster thermidor? I know it's an old school uh, thing. maybe once, possibly, not sure. I've seen it on the menu a lot of places, but I'm not a big lobster person, so I'm right. kind of like, eh, whatever. You don't really like any shellfish, do you? No, I like oysters, like mussels. Yeah. Um, gooey, gooey duck I'm okay with. Abalone, not really a shellfish, but good with that. It's so really maybe crustaceans. It's really shrimp and lo- I like crab. Eh, yeah, crab's, it's just like crab's shrimp, so good. Shrimp and lobsters are just like the two things that I'm kind of out on. I'm so in. Less so on lobster, just because it's like there's like a portion of the country where you can get it done really well. And then the rest of it is like you're trying to do it, but it doesn't work. Typically, I'm sure there are like if you went to like a Michelin star level restaurant somewhere, not on not in New England, like you could get it done right. But um, but then it's like, isn't that the whole point with Michelin stars is like you do local stuff like. Yeah, it depends because there's some Michelin restaurants that they're just, they're just like flying. Stuff I'm in getting from the everywhere. best shit from wherever yeah, okay. it is. I don't care how That's much it fair. costs like. Yeah, we're not going to source locally here because... Yeah, I'm flying in whatever I need to yeah, because that's okay. what I can do kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I had I had good lobster from like Veritas for... I think it was like their Valentine's Day menu or whatever. Okay. They had like, it was like... I think it was like lobster and grits or something like that. That was really good. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I'm never somebody who's like going to seek out like lobster i'm not like you know what i really hope's on the menu tonight like, yeah it's not. i get it you're going into it more like i'm at a place i trust and then, it's on the menu so i know fine. it's going to be good yeah. yeah okay but i'm not it's a good way to go about most food really especially seafood we've talked about this before but yeah because there's a lot of i mean it just depends on the part because i mean when you stuff like that like lobster shrimp um scallops like when you overcook those or undercook those like it's a real fine line and when they're on either end of that line it is bad yeah <laughs> it is so so bad so it's not uh not super enjoyable for you boy i get it but um that being yeah. said i really enjoyed some uh fried ravioli from trader joe's last night so fry was it it's just like in the bag. It's like mozzarella sticks you'd get from there, but it's oh, okay. and then uh, you just air fry it. Oh, use the air fryer. Yeah, just dip it in pizza sauce. I mean, <laughs> there's no way it's gonna be bad, you know. Um, 
Have you ever had curry and chips? Curry and chips? Yeah, they no. have it in this in this episode, like in where he's at like the I don't really know what it is, but it's basically like we fry everything. Fried fish, fried, you know, chips. Oh, uh, University Cafe. Yeah. There was a deep fried Mars bar, deep fried pizza, fish and chips. And I think fish was a haddock, I believe. Yeah. So they had haggis. And it stuck out to me because I've had it before and it's one of the best things I've ever had. But it's just, you know, their style of French fry. And then they just pour this delicious curry-based sauce on it. And it's, it was the best thing I ate while I was in England. Um. So yeah, I was just curious if you'd had those. I've never highly had, recommend if you ever go to England. Yeah, seek I've never that had that, but yeah, I mean, I couldn't. I mean, there's a scenario where you could go to the UK and do nothing but eat fish and chips every day, probably. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's I mean, so it's on good. The menu everywhere. Yeah, not that that's something that I would do. Um, Why not? Well, there's just I'm a kidding. lot of other stuff yeah, I would yeah. want to try, but uh, yeah, because then they're talking about like chicken nuggets. Would you be surprised if there was like eno glands in chicken nuggets? I was like, I don't really care. Chicken nuggets are still delicious. I agree. We both agree that chicken nuggets are fucking awesome. That's the move. That's, I mean, that's the, the airport food move, too. Like, whenever we have to get food in airport, like, it's like, just give me some McDonald's chicken nuggets and I'm good. I'm not. You're not going to get sick. I don't want to go to the sushi bar. I don't want to go to, you know, the taco place that's like, oh, well, we have three locations in the city. Like, Chicago is a prime example. Like, even though we wound up getting shitty chicken tenders from the Cubs bar. But it's just I would rather have that than I'm not going to you know Rick Bayless's Frontera Airport location like to why get some fucking shitty talk, like or sandwiches or that are way overpriced like no nah, just give me the chicken nuggets yeah. I know what it is it's controlled you're just reheating the shit they were frozen they were made somewhere else get them done the price isn't that ridiculous from what you would pay right. outside either it's like a couple bucks more but it's like so I know what I'm getting it's consistent. It's really hard to fuck up because it's so controlled. That's all I want. Well, I, d- I made the mistake of like seeking out. I had some time in between my connection in Philly right before this is the last trip I took right before the pandemic and um, literally like a week. And um, I got a Philly cheesesteak from like a place that's I can't remember the name of it. Maybe it was like Tony Luke's or something, you know, like a place that's like. Hey, this is actually a good one. Like in Philly, like blah, blah, blah. But it was in an airport. And I was like, this is, this can't be. This just can't be what everybody yeah. gets excited about. It has to be better than this. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know how, I mean, there's some restaurants that are expanding, like notable restaurants that have opened like airport locations. I have yet to try any of them, but I just, I don't, I just don't understand the logistics of it. Like, how do you keep everything that's supposed to be... Because it all has to go through, like, screening and everything, too, as well. So, Like, if you're a good chef, do you want to work at the airport where you have to, like, get a special badging and, like, go through... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. your workday sucks a lot more. But I, th- I I, mean, I got to imagine, like, if the airport and everything is open, like it's supposed to be, like, you're probably just printing money, right? If you can even do it half as good as what you normally do, and it's still better than... 95% of everything else in the airport. Yeah, but like... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the so logistics. I, I mean, I did go to Legal Seafood in the Boston airport, and it was really good. But it's like, you're frying seafood. Like, come on. Right. Um, but they could have fucked it up. I mean, there's a lot of restaurants that have fucked it up. <laughs> like, open in an airport, and you're like... Like, this... I just can't imagine that cheesesteak is, like, indicative of 
Unless cheesesteaks are vastly overrated. But the things know. we had from from here, uh, Wario's, yeah. much better. Yeah. So it's like... Well, also, I think the Philly cheesesteak, too, is... It's a little weird, because the cheesesteak that... I shouldn't say it's a little weird. It, it's traditional, is what they do. But for me, I kind of like provolone on my cheesesteak. Okay, I'm an American cheese guy. I hate Wiz. But yeah, but that's I think Philly is known for like it's the cheese sauce, it's the cheese like they call it whiz, but I think it's yeah. the cheese sauce. Because Katie had one when she had a job interview like years ago, she had to go to Philly, and they were like, "You gotta have the you know Philly cheese," and they and she was like, "Yeah, it was all right." She's like, "It was all right." And like, they were hyping it up, and she's like, "Yeah, it was okay, it was okay." So I I don't know. I mean, I haven't been to Philly. I, don't fucking at me on Instagram or anything. No, Philly. Let, go ahead. Tell us where no, we should I don't. Go. I don't want the wrath of the Philadelphia faithful. I'm like, you said our cheesesteaks. Like, I don't know. I've never had one. Okay, I'm just saying. Yeah, the airport version is shit. But I yeah. should have known that. Like, I knew it going in, and I was like, this will be the one good thing about traveling. You know, it's like at least I'll get to try like going through Philly because I hate that airport. Um, I've only had to go through it once. There's always like you're you're always on a bus somehow. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck, man? Why am I having to take a bus across the airport yeah. to the other terminal? Like, it's a little weird. Um, so anyway, yeah, but it just turned out to be lackluster, just like every other airport. Food. And that's what you think is like, well, I just paid a little extra for this. And like you said, I should have just gone to McDonald's and like, at least I know what I'm getting. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that have attempted it. I know that was a big point of thing I think they were doing in one of the New York airports. I forget which one, if it's JFK or LaGuardia, but one of those two, like, they're trying to bring in all these restaurants and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I've yet to see anybody who's been able to keep the same quality that they would outside of the airport, in the airport, based on my experience. I mean, whoever figures it out is going to make a shit ton of money, but... Yeah, a bunch of people have tried. Yeah, that's the thing. Wolfgang Puck, I think Gordon Ramsay's done some some airport stuff. I'm trying to think... Yeah, a lot of people try to figure it out, but there's got to be, there's something that like when you finally get into it, you know, they always talk about like when you become president, they like take you in and they're like, hey man, we got to talk to you. (laughs) Here's what's really fucking going on. And they give you this brief, you know, and they tell you like, it just changes your whole perception of things. Like that must happen when like you finally get into the airport and they're like, like, okay, I want to do this, this and this. And they're like, you're fucking funny, man. Um, so here's what you can do. Right. You can't do any of that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it must be something like that. Like there's, you have to like x-ray your lettuce as it comes in. I mean, who knows? I don't yeah. know. There's, there's clearly something in the, yeah, in the sourcing to final product. There's something within that logistical chain that does not, just doesn't work for restaurants being in airports. I don't know what that is. If anybody's out there who's actually worked in one of those, like, let me know. I would love to talk to you. And I was going to say, is there, are there any of the chefs you've spoken to that have done the airport thing? The only one is Alex Seidel and they were getting ready to open uh, an airport location, but they haven't, like it hasn't opened yet, but they were still going to do it. I was, cause I asked him, I was like, are you guys still going to do that? Or is that off because of COVID? And he's like, no, we're still, we're still doing it. So I don't know. I mean, I'll circle back with them. Like once that I thing's actually really open, but I, yeah, the, like why do so many people get it wrong? And is it kind of wild to like work through just getting food there? Yeah. You know? ingredients and stuff. I don't know. See what happens. Um, the hunting lodge thing. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not like, I don't, that's just not super appealing to me. 
personally. Um, Which part? The blood on your face? Well, yeah, that part. Like, you can fuck off with your tradition, okay? I'm not walking I around would, for no. seven hours with dried blood on my face. Well, you know, you're not a man. That's okay. Yeah. Um, no, that would that part would kind of suck. Yeah, for sure. But he shot it, right? Yeah. So maybe. Well, that that's the deal. Is I like use your first like right killing of. A, so maybe it would change. Whatever. Like maybe you would respect it more. I don't know. I don't think the blood helps, but no. Uh, it looked. It looks kind of like I don't know. I guess it depends on how much that you enjoy like hunting and stuff like that. Because just it seemed like it was uphill no matter which way you were going. Yeah, even down was up. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it seemed kind of awful. The weather probably wasn't that great. Um, it was beautiful though. Yeah. That's true. It was so maybe that makes it worth it, you know. So and like it could be that thing too of like it looks good on camera, but when you're there, it's even better. Yeah, you know. But yeah, you're right. It's not like a leisure activity. What was the deal with like all the antlers just in the barn? Like there's no, there's nothing else we can do with those except chuck them in the barn, tack them to the wall. I will tell you, it looked a little bit kind of got like a Krakosia vibe from. Uh, <laughs> From first season of True Detective. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was a little odd. But I got it. You instantly get it. You know, it's not like, it's like whatever. Yeah, I just thought I was like, for all, you know, the the deer or whatever that they've killed on this property, like there's, there's no, nothing else. You want something more grand? I Well, I was just confusing like why they're all just tacked in this barn. And I get part, part of it is probably because it's like they came from this land and, and this is representative of all that, but... Is can you make like a fishing pole out of them or something? Like, is there something you can do? Like, do we need seven hundred antlers in a barn? You know what I mean? Like, we get it. I, I mean, don't. Know. I guess you don't need it. It's probably just they started with ten and they're just like, well, we can't fucking stop now. Yeah, you can. You can just stop. Maybe they're not gonna. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. I just I didn't uh, quite understand. The food looked good though. Yeah, the food looked all right. Yeah, uh, it was venison. How much would it cost? Like, I, that's what I couldn't get a handle on. Is like, if we, I obviously know your answer. We think you're never gonna want to go do that. Um, I would be curious if it were someone like brought me with them. I would go. Like, I yeah, think it'd be cool. It's different. Um, but me seeking that out on my own, probably. Not well, that's what I was gonna ask. Is like, how much does that cost? Like, you fly, you have the guide, and then you've got. It's obviously an exclusive. Place. That place was nice, yeah. and then you've got like you have to fly in chefs too, or get them there i guess you don't have to fly them but I mean, it's a couple grand at least right like five low end it might be 10 yeah probably um and then with the exchange rate no um well but it, with the exchange rate wouldn't it be like four then our exchange rate is better right is it evened out with the euro i don't know honestly this brings up the other thing is scotland on the euro they were the British pound. Yeah, because their whole thing is they keep coming up for like the referendum for independence, and it's like always like fifty one forty nine. No, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like the worst possible scenario that you could have. Dollar uh, exchange rate with the euro. Uh, one euro is one dollar and twenty two cents in the U.S. So still, you still lose out a little. Yeah. So it's like one dollar in the U.S. is probably what seventy-eight euros, something like that. Oh, they they do use the the pound. I just looked it up. So one. Do they use both, or is it just now the pound? It I don't, says I don't modern know Scottish banknotes are denominated in pounds sterling, and have exactly the same value as the Bank of England's notes. 
Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Brexit. I don't either. <laughs> Shit. I mean, that could be an article. It's that one of the ones that popped up when you Google it from Wikipedia. Okay. Scotland have its own currency. No. Um, I think the only one is. Would it be Northern Ireland that is on the euro? Maybe. I mean, I don't understand. When we, went, we like, we need to. No, know. when Ireland was on the euro, because when we went, when I was a kid, we had euros. You're paying with everything in euros. Right. So that I know I'm confident of. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Irish pound was replaced by the euro in 2002. Yeah. Um, it was shortly after that, that I think we went. I don't remember what year. But anyway, it would be very expensive, I think, to do that. Yeah. Um, it probably is close to like 10 grand US then with the exchange rate and everything at least. Um, I guess. Other than that, I mean, there's not wasn't much going on right yeah i mean i get you know everything changes but nothing changes at all is what they were saying you know that was my quote that was my quote that i wrote down half the land in scotland's owned by less than 500 people it's not really that surprising i think when you think about it yeah i think at first you're like oh really but it's like uh, yeah wealthy own most of it so yeah i think the percentage in the united states isn't like there's a massive amount of land owned by a very small number of people too. Yeah, I, think um, I don't most. think it's quite as grand a number as that, but there's some people that just own. Like Ted Turner apparently owns just. Is he still alive? Oh, I don't know. Good question. I Let's find he died. out. He might. Have. He might be. If he is still alive, he's old as shit. I know that. Like he's definitely in the high 80s. 82. Oh wow, I was off. Went over prices right rules disqualified he's still alive though okay i don't know why i thought he was like way older interesting um would you go there i mean yeah i would but i'd rather go to edinburgh first yeah i would definitely go there one thing learned um i think it's just like that most of the knife like even the knife crime, it's mostly like resident on resident. It's like very rarely is like a tourist stabbed. It's always, you know, Glasgow on Glasgow crime kind of thing. That's what the cops said. It's weird how that works. Yeah, I mean, it's probably like any other city. Like it just, if you guys start coming in here, we got a fucking problem. <laughs> right. You know, it's like how most, like there's very rarely anything that happens on the, on the resorts in Mexico. Um, things do happen, but it's like, it's kind of like a gentleman's agree. Hey man, like, do we yeah, want, do we want to get, yeah. do we want to get labeled a terrorist group? Cause we're already close. <laughs> so you go fucking around in here. We all know it's going to happen. And it's Blackhawks right. landing. And it's not good for us. Uh, best scene. This one's kind of tough. Um, I don't know. I might go with the university cafe scene where there's a deep frying shit. I like that too. I don't know. Why. I don't know why. I think it's because Bourdain loves that shit. Maybe. Yeah. Best quote. I mean, it's really the only quote. I think everything changes. Nothing changes at all. It's mine too. Thief stole it. It's all over me. <laughs> there's no guest host. Uh, food you'd want to try. 
this one's interesting because there is a couple, you know, you have the lobster thermidor, which is kind of an old school classic. You got some, obviously, fish and chips, a lot of stuff that's deep fried. I think I would actually go with the grouse that they had at the hunting and shooting lodge. It was like that bird that's, you know, so that's only, a good one. Only wild game bird in Britain, apparently. I'd be interested in trying that, see what that's all about. Yeah, I think that's got to be my choice. I've already had Korean chips. I've had uh, venison before. I mean, I'm sure it was really good, but I mean, I've had it. And the way they were describing the grouse made you really curious. It made me really curious. I was like, it was like oh, I have it, to try that. Like, is it duck? Is it pheasant? What are we doing here? Is it in between? They're like, you were either, like, some people don't like it. It's too strong, but I'm, I like gamey. Like, I don't mind. It's more for me. It's, I like duck. It's just people sometimes don't cook duck great oh if it gets you mean like they make it dry yeah i would say out of all the times that i've had duck i would say a majority of them it's not cooked properly because then when you do get like really good duck you're like whoa yeah like i think honestly probably the best duck i've ever had was at this restaurant in milwaukee called morel um it was just like whoa what'd you guys do because this is awesome but a lot of times it's either overdone or underdone or you get like a bad cut or something like that too as well because i mean there's not exactly a whole lot to work with on a duck uh either it's kind of limited ranking where would i rank this thing i mean it's a decent episode not really one of my favorites it's definitely going to be you know towards kind of the latter half of our rankings here I like myanmar better I like koreatown better Ooh, the Brazil episode. Is that better? I think that's better. Yeah, that's much better. I mean, there's our boy walking around in armor, man. (laughs) Master Shredder. (laughs) Uh, Paraguay, I think, is more interesting. Yeah, I'm getting pretty low here on that. Yeah. See, I like the Punjab episode better, too. Mexico, I think I like half the Mexico episode. All right. Is it better than the Massachusetts episode? I think it is. I'm putting it at 27. Because half of the Massachusetts episode is really depressing, which is the heroin stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to go 27. With uh, Am I on top or bottom? You are top. Alphabetical rules. Yeah, you've got to be down there too somewhere. It's tough. Have to find a home for it. Oh, the number's in the middle. That's what's yeah. throwing me off. Okay. Yeah, then there should be a line. Um. So I don't know where you want to put it's not, it. The Mexico episode's definitely better. Yeah, even like half the Mexico episode's better than this whole because it's like when just when they go to Oaxaca alone. So I guess it's my new number thirty-three. <laughs> Isn't that like the very bottom? Close. Oh, you have the Bronx block. Okay, yeah, 33. So you like the Massachusetts episode better. Interesting. Oh, no, 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 no. So the mass would move down. Okay. Yeah, so... So, yeah, I guess still you're 33, but just... Right, but move everything below it. Yeah, sorry. Okay. All right, cool. Well, that is it for the Scotland episode. Decent episode to watch. It's not something you're ever going to pick out of the rewatch lineup, really. Um, Just kind of, you know... It's kind of a middle of season type episode. 
I don't know what the episode is next week. I don't remember off the top of my head. I don't either. I feel like it's somewhere in Asia, but I don't I don't know. I could be off. We'll find out together, Rick. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, check out past episodes. All that stuff is up on the website. Slowly updating some of the chef profiles on the website. Um, kind of explain that in the restaurant review podcast that came out on Monday. So if you didn't listen to that, check that out. At least the, the back half, I kind of explained some of the changes that we're going through. Uh, chefs and guest episodes come out every Thursday. We'll have a run of like six or seven uh, come out in a row. So check those out. Madagascar. Oh, dang. I, do you want to just go ahead and bang out Madagascar and New Jersey next week? Uh, New Jersey's somewhat interesting because he's with his brother and like they're kind of traveling around. Yeah, um, that is a cool one. Madagascar, I just remember him being with Darren Arfonsky and it's kind of like, mer, mer. That's what I remember. Maybe uh, upon rewatch, I'll feel differently about it. I watched the, uh, I, someone new, I introduced them to the show um, and rewatched the Charleston episode. Wow, you jumped ahead. Well, you know what it is when you're showing someone the show and you're like, here's my favorite episode. <laughs> you know, so this is where we're going to start. And uh, it really makes Waffle House look pretty fucking great. It's kind of amazing that they were able <laughs> to do that. Um, but anyway. Yeah, we'll get there. It's about season eight, right? End yeah, season somewhere eight? in there. I think it's the last episode in season eight. Yeah. Okay, it's actually next season, season six. Oh, okay. Last That's episode. Coming up. Um, but yeah check out the chefs and guest episodes got an editor for those now so I don't have to do it so that's cool Um, yeah more podcast episodes coming out like I said reworking the website a little bit and we'll just have more and more content and yeah appreciate everybody listening make sure you follow on Instagram subscribe to the feed follow the feed if you're not and we will talk to you guys next week